What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. Hey ladies and gents, this is your girl Brianna Javon with another episode of What's Good Podcast. We are in season five and we are doing our first wildcard Wednesday of the season. So I'm excited to be here today. We have Daria. How are you? I'm doing great. That is so good. Let me tell y'all, I have been trying to collaborate <laughs> with Daria for a long time. So I'm just very thankful that you accepted another invitation. Yeah, I'm rocking with it. And we finally mm-hmm. made it. So I'm yeah. so thankful. So as you guys know, we do not have interviews. Instead, we have genuine conversations. So let's get into it. All right. We usually start off with an icebreaker. So are you ready, Darius? I'm ready. All right. So your icebreaker is... How do you think being an entrepreneur has turned you into a better person? Mm, that's a really, really, really good question. Has turned me to a better person? Mm-hmm. I mean, like one when you're, you know, when you have to just count on yourself, like you have to like have those really deep conversations with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like all ego out the window because at night you come on, you got to make that money. Mm-hmm. You got to do what you got <laughs> to do. You got to do what you got to do. And, you know, just make sure, you know, when you have conflict is when you go against what your what your values are. True. So, you know, when you stick to your, your values and when those pay off, I mean, that's how it's made me a better person. I love that. So let's say conflict comes your way, right? Mm-hmm. I can only talk about myself, but sometimes it's like anxiety because I don't have control over it anymore. So for you, when conflict does come, how do you handle it? Conflict, like it happens, like the reason why it's conflict because you're offended. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And being offended is not necessarily a bad thing. And I mm-hmm. tell people it comes into like, like in two levels. You're, I'm offended by the surface and then I'm offended like what's on the inside. And so when you take those two self-assessments about that and try mm-hmm. to realize, okay, when it's affecting me on the outside, how do I do it? A lot of people, they smile it off. You would never know they're going through issues. Some people, they, they, they stay inside, they harbor those feelings and they can't move. They can't shake themselves out of it. But when you get to know yourself and mm-hmm. then, you know, what are your coping mechanisms? You know, mm-hmm. it should be, you know, like working out, eating healthy and stuff like that. Me, yeah. I sleep, I travel. Mm-hmm. I just try to do things that are exciting for me that maybe not involve like a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I usually cope with it. So when you say that, you travel by yourself a lot? I travel by myself a lot. Okay. Yes, yes. But I don't, me, when I'm, I travel alone doesn't mean I'm lonely. <laughs> Okay, because so you have to have that conversation, like you mentioned, with yourself and just have a relationship with yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. there's things that I like. You know, like when I travel, I don't want to, like, maybe I might want to eat, like, five times out of the day. I want to, mm-hmm. like, try all the different foods. If you mm-hmm. travel with a group, everybody might not be hungry at that time. It's just so much <laughs> coordination and <laughs> everything. So, yeah. So. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I like that. All right. So, with every conversation, we always start off with who's the guest. So, for you. Who is Daria? Okay, um, I'm Daria Hookfin. I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I am a publicist and a business consultant, even though I don't try not to do much in that realm, but I mean, it happens. Um, if you want to publicize your business, it's important that you understand what your business is. And so my firm and team of really great consultants, we help you get to what the bottom of what your brand is because your brand is not your logo. Okay, your brand is what your service, like what you're going to deliver, like your product on a consistent basis. So that's what it is. That's who I am. 
love that. So yeah. how did you get into, like you mentioned, I mean, like you mentioned, business consulting, mm -hmm. publicist. How did you get into it? The real story. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> the real story. I, I was a really weird kid, and that's the best way I can explain it. Um, uh -huh. So I'm from New Orleans, and we have um, Mardi Gras. So, like, when the bees come, me and my little brother, we would pick up the bees and we'll go sell it back in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I would pick the magnolia trees and boil it and make perfume and sell it back to people. <laughs> yes, I was, I was just obsessed with business. I would make, like, crafts and have my brother sell it at their high school. Mm -hmm. Does anything just to make, wasn't necessarily, like, a money-hungry thing. You got to kind of get to know me for that. It's really just the business aspect of it though something about that whole transaction like i provided you something that you wanted and it was a good product and you came back for more just something you know oh. i like as a kid like i was crazy y'all i had like a good club so the neighborhood kids and i would like make them do like assignments make them apply if you missed your meeting i'll call your parents and be like why did you not make the meeting and so yeah, yeah. Are you serious? okay Last, okay, did you go to college and were you in organizations? I was in college, but I didn't really do many organizations. I didn't really now, I'm shocked uh -huh. because it sounded like he was already doing organizations. I was a part of a lot of organizations, though, but I uh -huh. never wanted to commit to one. Um, you saw my commitment earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is there a reason why he didn't want to commit? Or? Uh, the, the, the politically correct reason mm -hmm. i would say no but yeah i would say like deep down now being asked that question mm -hmm. it's probably because i probably always saw myself being the one in charge not that i couldn't take direction from people like i did i served in the military as well for eight years two tours in iraq i was a, a sergeant i, I led mm -hmm. a team i lead a team now it was never about like ooh, like always got to give orders mm -hmm. even though i knew how to do that i, I could take orders too because that's mm -hmm. how you you know survive in this it was just I just, I don't know. I just, I used to always tell myself I'll commit to an organization when I like commit to a church. And that was something I didn't really, not to go much into religion. I just couldn't see myself like settling down on one thing. So I just wanted to keep my options open. I love that. So is it now with your company, Hookfin, is it INC Entertainment? Uh, it's Hookfin Enterprises, Enterprises, Inc. is the umbrella, but we uh -huh. have Hooked On Entertainment and I have a few other businesses. So mm -hmm. I want to talk about the team portion of it. As you mentioned, you started off as a little girl. I mean, was that something that you saw within your household that, I mean, that influenced you to kind of start business at a such a young age? Because, I mean, you started from a young little girl mm -hmm. to now having your own business now you're running the team pretty much kind of how you were pretty much keeping people responsible at a young age yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so weird yeah, no i don't you know i don't i didn't see it much in my family like i was aware like i came from a family of business owners mm -hmm. however my parents like my my father was more like blue collar my mom was a nurse so that's a level of blue collar. So I saw them always working. I don't mm -hmm. know. I just, my imagination for it. I mean, you got to understand, I grew up in an era where there was like the babysitter's club, uh, you know, and you wanted to emulate that. It mm -hmm. was not, again, like I, I stress, it's not really the money aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Money is just one of those things. It's, it should be looked at like a tool. Oh. Like it, it, it comes and it goes and how are you using it to your advantage? It'll come. Mm -hmm. So would you say it's more like a resource in a sense? Yeah, it's, it's a resource, but I don't want to say necessarily a resource. I mean, it, it's a resource, but you can, I, I can do so much without that having that one resource. Mm -hmm. So it's more so a tool mm -hmm. in that sense. It's something that I can utilize and, you know, and start tapping to that resources. It, it doesn't have to belong to me. <laughs> to get it to get it started so that's why i do like talking about um business because oftentimes we we 
assume that money will be the hindrance uh-huh. for things. And it's, I mean, it's powerful, but it doesn't stop you from moving. Okay, mm-hmm. now let's get deeper. For people who do have that mind frame that they have to have this amount of money to start a business, mm-hmm. what would you say to them that have that type of mindset? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that can be a little discouraging. Like, I don't have money to get started. I don't know where to get started. Mm-hmm. I see people getting $10,000 loans and I don't really have enough credit to get a $10,000 loan. So what would you say to that person that feel like money is the only way for them to start a business? I would say first to know like what is that amount that you need Mm -hmm. Um, so like for what I do like with public relations there's not much overhead I don't have to have a business I just you know um, if you want you can have like internet services you have a reliable laptop Mm -hmm. you can pretty much move around um, as you see fit so just taking a look at what it is that you do and what amount of money is needed to uh, do those things (laughs) so what does the research look like with finding out how much it is to get started because as you mentioned some of these industries don't even need overhead or a building i know for me i'm a consultant i can do that virtually as you know during the pandemic we can still communicate virtually you don't really need a building to get started with the business so what does that research look like for you to see okay this is my budget this is my expenses so you know what to ask for if you're going in for a loan or even if you're trying to get a sponsor or an investor mm-hmm. that's a good question um there's the internet out there definitely <laughs> um, I would say don't heavily just rely on that um, there's a lot of value in um, that um, you know that that experience so pairing yourself up with people that has done what you're looking to the field you're looking to get into um, you know peeking their brain like there's no way you're gonna put me in a room with some millionaires and I'm not gonna ask some questions that's true like I just had one recently I'm like excuse me sir what is it that you do he's like do you work for the, for the feds okay <laughs> I'm just trying to know how can I get like like to your status. Mm -hmm. So, you know, ask questions. That's how the research starts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So when you are at a networking event, right? And like you mentioned, the who's a who is in the room. Mm -hmm. How do you approach somebody at that type of standard to say, hey, what do you do? Or, hey, can I pick your brain? How do you walk up to somebody and just pick their brain? Do you really want to know what they have? Like, <laughs> it's serious. Like, because I understand it. Because I'm actually a really shy person. Cameras mm-hmm. make me nervous. I see a big group. I get immediate social anxiety. But uh-huh. at the same, I think, what did I come into this for? Uh-huh. If I, I, I can only blame me at that point if I had come in and get what I needed out of that room. Uh-huh. And it's happened to me before. I've gone to rooms and walk away, and I'm like, wow, oh, I wish I had such such. Well, you was just in the room with such what. And you didn't ask questions? I said, why didn't you give me? That was up to you to make that. So I've been I've been in situations like that. So really, that goes back with like um, pre-planning before you even go into certain events. Mm. You know, nothing's wrong with that. Have talking points. Mm-hmm. You know, just a few, maybe if it's current events, maybe mm-hmm. there's something you're well-versed on, mm-hmm. you know, and you can just strike a conversation. Um, nine times out of 10, the other people at that that's in there had those same thoughts before they got out of their car and went into that event. Mm-hmm. So like you can tend to like break the ice and Mm -hmm. just be your authentic self because that's ultimately what you're selling first is yourself and you i remember Mm -hmm. because we were just talking about that outside and Mm -hmm. he was like if anything you're the brand you're the influencer and i love that because there's so many conversations of i need to have a good product and i personally feel that people don't buy products from people they buy the person person. and of course if your product is good they're going to come back right Mm -hmm. but if anything 
it's really your genuine self, like you mentioned, is you being authentic, and then the story behind of what you're selling. It could be a service or a product. Do you agree with that? I agree with that, definitely. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why um, celebrities are getting paid, <laughs> you know, the way that they are, just to, yeah. to put, do a commercial mm -hmm. and stuff. This, I mean, like, let's just say, like, I don't want to say, like, something Beyonce. Beyonce probably could sell you anything. Or how, um, what's, the, what's the clothing line? Um, don't, don't attack me. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Ivy Park, okay. Yes. <laughs> There's a reason why you go on Ivy Park and it's always sold out, mm -hmm. okay. Not in addition to it being a marketing strategy, you know that it's something about Beyonce, like so. Automatically, this is just of a higher level. So she sold herself to you, and mm -hmm. then she sold her music, and then that she's been is, an influencer. Yeah, that's a really really great example. Yeah. All right, so I do want to get back into the business. I want to talk more into your business and how did you create it? What was the idea behind your PR business? Okay, that's a good question. So she has some awesome questions. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, for me, like I said, it started as a, I was a kid, but it was one of those things. And I, side note, people need to do this as well. We have to constantly, you know, evolve. You know, um, we may think that we have our idea of what it is they're supposed to do, but life <laughs> mm -hmm. will move things around to where you have to, you know, maneuver and and you know, so there may be some obstacles you have to go over but it's all to get you to where you're at so you got to kind of like take on the journey so um how my business developed it was first um i started off in college i was doing like events um going to different events uh interviewing uh celebrities that would come in town things like that you know i didn't really take it too serious it was just something that was fun mm -hmm. i was like i'm going to the club anyway why don't i talk to them not an issue. Um, and then a friend of mine, friend of mine approached me. And I was like, "Oh, I want you to go to this hookah bar." Now this is back in like 2007, oh, eight, 2008, 2009 time frame. Mm -hmm. And I went to the hookah bar, and I was like, "Why is there no one in here?" Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I started talking, you know, develop a rapport with the um, the owner, and we end up becoming really great friends. And I started helping him to increase his sales and things like that. So I know I was like, "Wow, I was making like a lot of money while I was in college." And I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know it was called being a consultant. I was just, people, he would take me to different people. I'd mm -hmm. talk to them, take a look at their business, fix it, they gave me a check. And that's Simple. how I started. Simple. Um, I was always had a love for education. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I became a teacher, I decided to make my business official mm -hmm. um, with a little extra time that I had. And it just kind of, um, what I kept noticing about the business that, that would come to me, mm -hmm. um, they didn't have the structure. And then once I would get them to the point that had a structure, it was like it just sat. No one really like then pushed it out. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started to fall more in love with the, okay, let me push your brand out. And so that's how I came to get into PR. That's mm -hmm. just from a simple conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wow. And so when it comes to the education part, did you have to educate yourself on the different industries of how to increase their sales? Or is it pretty much the same throughout? It's just this is the way that you may have to do it a little different because you have a different audience, maybe. I mean, you're exactly right. It's, mm -hmm. um, every, everything is different. However, all businesses have a base mm -hmm. from the music industry to, mar to marketing to product sales, all these things. There, there's a base um, of it. And. The basis is not a business to you have a transaction. True. Until then, it is a, it is a hobby, mm -hmm. and nothing's wrong with that. People, you have to like accept that and, and come to terms with that. It is not a business until there's a transaction. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that. when you when you realize, well, how can I move and make more transactions? Mm -hmm. 
that's when you'll start to, okay, grow. Okay, I need to have this in place. I need to have that in place. Mm -hmm. But again, get you someone that's skilled in that area. Um, if you're not feeling well, you'll go to the doctor, right? Come on. Okay. Like, <laughs> that is true. Like if my business is have my business maybe have a little stomach ache or something, like mm -hmm. go get someone and get you help for your business. There are people out there. Um, that will serve you. Don't be too, you know, egotistical or, mm -hmm. you know, stuck up to where you can't get that kind of help for someone to grow. I have never thought about it like that. She said, if you need to go to the doctor, you go to the doctor, right? Because I feel like some people are afraid to ask for help when it comes to their business. And it could be as simple, I am doing this, but I need assistance with that. Yeah, yeah. Look at your business like your baby. That's She's got to nurture it, give it time. That's true. You may have to go to work. Hey, nothing's wrong with funding a dream. I tell people all the time, you got to fund your dream because it's not a business the until there's a transaction. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I'm sorry that I have to have that hard conversations with a lot of people. Or they may have to you go know? back to work. You might have to go back to work and fund that dream because I'm not paying for it. Your business consultant is not a miracle worker. Mm -hmm. You know, It's not up to me. Like you have to love your business and do your own work and stuff. I'm here to guide you and structure you. Mm -hmm. Whereas a publicist here to put your brand out, but I can't make work a miracle. If you don't give me something to push out, what are you doing? That is so <laughs> good. Okay. With that being stated, what is, I know that could be a rough conversation. What does your consultation process look like? Okay. Um, I go through um, different periods um, mm -hmm. where I will even take on clients. Again, using that analogy, much like a doctor would, you know, like you have a set amount of patients. And the reason that I'm not trying to be bougie or nothing, I want to mm -hmm. give you this, uh, the, the right amount of attention and love that your project deserves. Right. If I'm sitting here trying to juggle many or my team is exhausted, mm -hmm. that does nothing for your brand. True. Yeah. So um, there'll be times and we'll, um, we'll let pretty much let people know as they're coming mm -hmm. to us when they can you know, do a follow up with us. Mm -hmm. And um, once we get you scheduled for a consultation, we just take a basic, like a overall checkup, like a doctor would, mm -hmm. <laughs> from head to toe, what you got going on with your business. There's in no way to try to, um, you know, tear you down. Nothing is in a condescending. It's all in the spirit of when you leave from this consultation, mm -hmm. you'll have some idea what your next step will be. And you can choose to go with us to do that next step, or you can just choose to do those things on your own. But you'll have some idea now what, you know, to do next. I, you are giving all the knowledge right now when it comes to business. Cause I feel like people just, I wanna start a business. And then when you ask those rough questions, they're like, I don't know, I can't really give an answer. And they're kind of confused. So would you say to do like your own research before coming to you? Oh, definitely. I mean, again, it's your business. Right. It's your baby. Mm -hmm. Like you have, you better know who your baby is for you like handing it off to people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> before you start handing off to people, because even I, when it comes to the podcast, I'm like, okay, you want to start a podcast? What is it? What do you want to talk about? Well, I just like I got some topics I got to get off my chest. What do those topics look like? And they have no idea. And now I'm sitting here strategizing with them for and the beginning. Did it for them. Yes. And I gave you a whole <laughs> show. <laughs> and so that's why I was asking as far as your consultations. Yeah. Do you make sure that they have like a Maybe like a questionnaire before they come to you, mm -hmm. or yeah, I do um, pre, um, pre like a pre consultation evaluation with you. Mm -hmm. um, but I had I started off I had that problem, you know, like it was because people like that's how I got started by someone. Well, how could you make it better? You know, I'll try to put a discount. You're sitting here right across from a campus, and I'm starting like walking them through the steps. He did it. He made the money. 
not me. I got paid, but he made the money. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's a difference, and which is what I love about entrepreneurship is there is no ceiling to it. Like you only can stop yourself. You you know, people say, Well, the deals aren't there. Are you out there? Are you are working? you are you out there? Are you out in the right rooms mm-hmm. where because the, the money is there? And if COVID hadn't taught, you know, all of us that they can print new money, I don't know what the, you know. To tell people it's out there. There is gonna be so many clips I can take out of this episode. <laughs> I am excited. Okay, so your other venture, we talked about the PR. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna talk about would you say event coordination? How would you describe VIP? VIP social. VIP mm-hmm. social. So VIP social is um event ticketing platform. Mm-hmm. So um what I got into this from is again um working with different people's brands and i kind of found my niche in that that i also love throwing events Mm -hmm. as well and i can display your brand through an event Mm -hmm. every brand come to find out like i really thought i was like oh my god every brand can utilize an event so we um have a platform called vip social um, right now, this is our current marketing. We are accelerating Afro culture, but right now it is elevating. We are evolving. Mm-hmm. Just accelerating culture, mm-hmm. accelerating events. Okay, is um we know that we're black owned, and we don't have to put that out there. There's nothing wrong with being black owned. Right. However, um when it comes to this, another analogy for you: when you want really good Chinese food, where are you going to? A Chinese <laughs> restaurant. Want good Italian food, you're going to an Italian restaurant. That's if you true. want a really good Afro culture centric event, I want you to think VIP social. Okay, VIP social, our uh, fees are lower than Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. We can also collect a lot of data from your um, audience, which is very mm-hmm. useful if you want to continue to have events. Okay, mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't thinking about the marketing in the long term when it comes to events. True. But having a site like VIP Social, we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when you post on our site for free, we will um, do promotions for you in the form of email blasts, and we are actually global with it. So in 2019, we did the um, return to Africa um, in Ghana, the Afro Nation. Um, the big extravaganza mm-hmm. where it was the um, mark the 400 ending of slavery mm-hmm. so the curse has been broken so we did sell those tickets and we're looking for you know influencers uh, ticket or, I mean they, uh, event organizers mm-hmm. um, to put your um, events on the platform again for free and I also have a gift for you on our VIP social shirts thank yes. you so you're what's good podcast and official Brand ambassador, come we talk about the <laughs> so you can come. Welcome to come to any of our events. I remember when you came to the um, when I launched it here in Dallas back in what was yes. that 2019? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was there ready. I was like, "What we doing? What we doing?" I had a good time. <laughs> And that was the opening. Of yeah, that it, was right? the, that was the launch of um, Dallas, where we're trying to take over city by city. Yes. Um, with um, ha- making sure we have like um, a list of organizers and promoters in this area, mm-hmm. um, influencers. Our next city that's up is Houston. So y'all check that out. So I'm gonna go. get on the road right with you. Okay, <laughs> I'm right with you. But it was a really great time. I mean, it was just like entertaining. Everybody was super nice. I had an amazing time in that cute photo. So we had a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so um, I do want to talk about what made you get into this portion of it. Because mm-hmm. I know you mentioned you've always mm-hmm. had a niche for events. And you kind of put it together like, okay, we got people who want to go to events. But how can I get to events? And how can we market at the same time? Mm-hmm. So how did you put all of it together to get into this particular industry? Mm-hmm. Um, this this actually came um, to me um 
I was working a few years back on a different event and a friend of mine called me in town and said the CEO of VIP Social would be in town and we linked up together. Again, one of those scenarios where you had a brand with that the the outreach, the, the PR and the public relations, you know, just needed to, you know, just expound on that. And we just hit it off well. Um, and what I was able to do for the brand is bring a different level of events. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is there were a lot more like club centered events and then just broadening out that mm -hmm. in addition to that i'm a black american mm -hmm. and most of um, my um, partners are of african descent gotcha. so again we had a culture culture cultural differences but not something mm -hmm. that made us separate so mm -hmm. i was able to i was like able to bring a lot about to the american culture to the team and was able to expand yeah. I love and it. it just made a lot of sense and so is that let me make sure I write this correctly. So it's not just for the Afro culture. Exactly. It's everything within Afro diaspora. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Which is everyone. Yes. Come <laughs> along. Everyone's invited. Yes. <laughs> All mm -hmm. right. So let's go ahead and get to the storytelling portion oh. of the episode. And this is pretty much you telling us the journey behind it. And this is with the highs and lows. So one, let's start with the highs. Uh, anything that you can say, dang, I did that, pat on my back, like we in this thing. What would be one scenario that you could say? Okay. Um, uh, oof. I want to say back in 2018, mm -hmm. 2017, 2018, whatever, whatever the time frame, I, um, I, I had an intern. And my intern asked me to go sit in on a meeting for them um, that they had this guy that has this big event. They can't really quite explain it. You maybe you could come sort it out. So I came, and of course he was right. I don't understand what this person was saying. I don't quite get it and stuff. So I'm telling the guy, "Well, I'm gonna have to go with you to get to the bottom of this." I go to the event. I mean, I go to the meeting, and Miss um, Opali walks in. And Miss Opali at the time was ninety. 90 years old, 90, 91, something like that. And I was just like, y'all, there's a 90-year-old woman in the room. And y'all just sitting in, I, I was just like floored. I never met nobody that old. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. And she was like witty, like in it. So long, long story short, I'm sitting at the meeting. And I was like, I know I came here to help them, but I want to help y'all. I want to see like, what, what is it that I can, you know, do? I'm, I'm here. I'm just, I want to just be a fly on the wall, serve how I can serve. And that's exactly what I did. And um, after the events were over, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, you don't have so many suggestions and things I want to do, but I didn't want to give myself away that I, you know, understand events. I just wanted to understand what was going on. And uh, after the festival, I remember um, going, I won't say the amount, whatever, I asked and said, how much, you know, did it take for you to put on an event of this size? They gave me the price and I said, I promise you, if you give me that same amount of money, I'll make sure the world knows who you are. I meant that. <laughs> And so, yes, you did mean that. Yes, you did. <laughs> I went on a spree. <laughs> I went to telling you know, everyone about, you know, what Juneteenth, because it was, I, I was just so proud that I was just in a room of just excellence. And I just knew no one knew what they were around. And I would tell people, I said, if Martin Luther King Jr. was sitting right here by you right now, what would you do? Mm -hmm. What would you say? Here's your modern day Martin Luther King right here, a living legend, yes. Miss Opalee. And so if you don't know who Miss Opalee is, Miss Opalee is the grandmother of Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. um, I came on early on to um, midway through their campaign, um, changed a few things around, um, 
took a few risks. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. It was very hard when people looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you're telling them, Juneteenth, no, I believe in this. I believe we need this as a country. Um, unfortunately, um, the um, deaths of um, George Floyd and also uh, Ahmaud Arbery uh, earlier in that year kind of um, kind of was a catalyst mm-hmm. for a lot of um, change and uh, uproar. You know, we was at a civil unrest in the nation, it just felt like not necessarily to capitalize on the time frame like that, mm-hmm. but more so to use it as a vehicle and to work alongside with um, those families to, um, you know, to get justice in America. Yes. And one of those justices and that I will put forth to every politician that I encountered and every media personnel that I encountered, mm-hmm. why not? You, you explain to me why, why not? Why can't be a holiday? Yeah. You got National Cookie Day, National Sister Day, National This Day, but you can't tell them the day that the slaves were actually free can't be something celebrated. Yet, 4th of July was a multi-billion dollar industry. You you had to explain it to me. Yeah, I asked the right questions, Mm -hmm. and we kept pushing, and it became a national holiday. That is beautiful. And... I mean, I'm sure it's been before I even met you, but when I met you, you've been doing this for a long time, fighting mm-hmm. for the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I, for one, want to say congrats because that was beautiful. And I saw Diddy had interviewed her. I was like, look at Daria. Like, this is what she's been involved in. And so definitely... You Thank did an you. amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. It took everybody. Every, it was like everybody. the team, everybody mm-hmm. that was involved. I just want to say congrats to you guys because, like you mentioned, I'm sure it was not easy. I'm sure people did not want to answer those complicated questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you <laughs> continue to fight. And I just want to thank you and the team for just being persistent and just keeping it going. Because mm-hmm. with all those doors being closed, it could have been discouraging, right? Oh, very. And so with that, <laughs> I do want to discuss, like, how did you push through to just keep that strength to say, we're fighting for something? And we're going to continue to fight for it. Really? Girl, you got to meet me so polite. <laughs> there be so many. Like, I tell people, like, it's, it's so cool now, even though we're still within the year, things are just so different now, mm-hmm. you know, because so many people, like, the, the eyes are on us, like, the different, you know, the, the people we get to talk to and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, things about, I wish I could divulge some of them, but next year you guys will see mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> everything that we're working on this year. But when you're in a room, um, and it's just me, Miss Opal, and her granddaughter, which is her, um, her executive director mm-hmm. of her um, organization. Just us three mm-hmm. making it happen. And when you're tired, because, oh, God, after 16 hours, you're tired. I believe Right? You. And you look mm-hmm. over and you see this little old lady mm-hmm. still trucking, picking up the phone. How can you not? How can you stop? I love that. You can't stop. I like love that. that. So mm-hmm. it was just her strength that just pretty much just expanded to everybody. Oh, yes. I'm 90 years old, still fighting. Well, she's 95 now. See? So, <laughs> so imagine year after year, you know, seeing she somebody hustle on. like that. And I saw the walks. I was seeing everything on TV. I was like, this mm-hmm. is just beautiful. Because it was a parade a couple of years ago. Yeah, so we um we were going to, it was supposed to be a parade. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I do a, um, I was doing a car show at the time mm-hmm. and I um, sat with them and I was like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if she walked and we had the cars follow her? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like really cool cars and all this kind of stuff. Just thinking that, then bam, COVID hit. And I was like, y'all, let's not stop. Let's mm-hmm. not stop. Then the civil unrest, it made it like we can't sit here and not do anything. We can mm-hmm. cancel everything else, but let's do this walk. Yeah. And that that was the event that went viral. CNN, mm-hmm. it was all over all the news networks. As um, soon as we, we ended the walk, uh, P. Diddy's camp called us and it was just uh, from there, we had a petition. Um, he helped us get to a million five um, petitions. And then we took those petitions and 
I organized an event um, at the hill at Capitol Hill mm-hmm. um, on the lawn of Capitol Hill, and That's we delivered right. those petitions. All one million five hundred um, thousand petitions that, that FedEx was like can't That's the, them all know yeah you know <laughs> we had so many boxes they actually printed them off it was crazy the people were like I've never seen this many um print like sheets get printed before yeah y'all can't so, turn us around now yeah <laughs> and here take this and we're leaving it we're not leaving mm-hmm. we left them right there too <laughs> okay y'all deal with it we did our what we did what we were supposed to do okay mm-hmm. congrats mm-hmm. thank you all right. So on the other end, we talked about your highs and let's talk about a low situation. It's where you kind of question, should I continue to do PR? Should I continue to do anything within business? And how did you push through to be over that hump to t- still continue to do what you do today? Okay, cool. So um, like with anything, you know, life, we have like ups and downs. OK, so I, I have the. Um, the textbook story of I've been homeless, mm-hmm. you know, I've been without and stuff like that. I wouldn't even say that was probably my lowest. My lowest was when um, I started my business and maybe a few months into it, someone was so disrespectful to my, um, my, uh, uh, my uh, assistant and it didn't happen like maybe three times in a row. And then I remember like following up with those people. I was like, so why would you be so disrespectful to her? Well, I did the business with you and I want to talk with you. So you don't want to see me grow. You don't want to talk to somebody else so I can have some structure so I can give you the time. Right. And it just really took a toll on me. And I just decided to take a break. Mm-hmm. And so what I've noticed is with business and other people that have business, sometimes you do have to take a break, you know, get your life together or, you know, sort and restructure things out. Because I realized that I didn't I didn't introduce her the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like one day I have an assistant in that. So I can probably imagine what that looked like to people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that it was right for them to do it. But. Um, when I took that that break, um, I just didn't know if I wanted to even come back yeah. to it. You know, I just kind of was kind of getting into the groove. I like take some uh, master classes. Nice. It's just kind of going, yeah, going about my life and everything. But you know, it was still pulling me mm-hmm. to come back. And, you know, because people, when they found out what it is you do, they start asking questions mm-hmm. and and it's just kind of. I just guess I just let myself take its course. But I kind of stopped for like eight months and didn't know if I wanted to um, get back into it mm-hmm. and. Um, Honestly, I had a, a opportunity to start like get like a brick and mortar, mm-hmm. and I just kind of jump head first into like events. Wow! Yeah, I ran that for a minute. So yeah. it was just like you have a lot of strength in you, because even when you took that break, you were still working, but not like probably for your business, but you were still trying to figure out how I can still elevate. Mm-hmm. That's knowledge, if that's taking classes or just learning a new skill. I think that's beautiful because some people, when they take a break, they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. But for you, it was like, I'm going to take a break, but let me see on the outskirts what I can do to still yeah. level up somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what encouraged you to still, because I mean, you were still working. Yeah, working. So like what encouraged you to do that type and of route extra, to learn? Right? Yeah, she yeah, says extra. Crazy. <laughs> I tell people I'm nuts. I'm telling you, I was a little kid just tripping, you know. Like that's just <laughs> how my mind works. Miniature, like and genius, being, low key. But but you know, being able to accept that's who I am. Like I've mm-hmm. I've been like in relationships and all you want to do is talk about business, but business is what excites me. Like, <laughs> to me sound like you're a genius, but I'm just gonna put it to the side. But I mean for you to just always wanted to learn, always wanted to be out there and just help. Because our conversation earlier, it just seems like you're just so open to help. I have ideas. I want to help people. This is what's going on. Let's see how we can work this. Going, like, let's see if we can work this and how we can work that. Oh, by the way, I got this going on too. I'm like, do you? I mean, you just make it happen. I can appreciate that because 
there's always a way to, I don't know everything, but if I don't know it, we're going to figure it out together. Definitely. I enjoy that. Yeah, I might, I might know the person who you need to talk to. Yeah, like, hey, meet this person. That's PR too. I love that. Yes, I love making connections. connections with people. Cause I, that's just fuck. Sometimes yeah. the person you need is over in that building. You never knew it. Yes, and you pass it all the time. No, that sucks. I love <laughs> that. It was just like our conversation earlier. You was like, you know, if I had a building, I'd be making a conversation with everybody <laughs> on the strip. And it's just that connection, that community. I'm just. I love talking to people like this. We can talk about this all day. All right. So now we're going to get to what's next for you. How can people contact you? What's, what, what does that look like? Your website and all that good jazz. Okay, cool. Awesome. So what's next? Um, I'm really pouring a lot of time and a lot of attention to my artist. Her name is Akosia. Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys follow her. That's Akosia, A-A-K-O-S-Y-A. Um, she's going to be on a really huge stage, international stage uh, next month, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, for Hooked On Entertainment, we are working on um, a few projects. Uh, one of them is going to be involved, involving HBCUs um, that, that, like, the name and stuff haven't taken shape, but we are in the preliminary stages of gathering up on um, sponsors. So if you are interested in learning more or you want to be involved, tap in or your business could be an asset to um, one of these projects, please reach out. Um, I tell people all the time, if you like what you see like on Instagram, it is nothing to just say, hey, I have this. I think this would be really good. I, I do a lot of things in the collaborative spirit. Um, I believe that's how we are going to make it. I don't have all the answers. Um, you, you possess our resource, resources and knowledge that will be essential to um, all of my projects and, and clients. So I want to hear about those. So that's pretty much what's next for us. Of course, um, uh, planning the next Juneteenth events that you guys want to be involved in those. Just go to JuneteenthFTW.com and you'll see the events. You can register to volunteer. You can reach out Go to contact us. I'm the one on the backside. I'll get that information and reach back out to you. Um, other than that, and just just trying to find balance between it all, you know, stay level to balance. Um, there's a lot of great opportunities. Sometimes will take you real high, but in reality, set our things are not able to work out. So if you're not a balanced person, then a lot of people can't survive those mm-hmm. types of ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know, because they get so excited. And then when things don't work out. Then they just end of the world, but it's not the end of the world. It's more like a validation. Mm-hmm. It happened. The conversation started. It doesn't mean that when that person or the time get together, I mean, like they're like the situation kind of pans out over time that it might be a better time later for you to get back to a situation. It might make sense. Kind of like you and I, it's been so many years, but look, I feel like it's like if it hadn't taken up to now, like I've been following this young lady, you know, sticking with the year after year doing the podcast being consistent, y'all, that takes work. That's commendable. And when you're able to, yeah, having a platform and being media to voice, you could have used it for any other platform or any other content, but you chose to do business and the consulting and things that grow and build on our community. So I commend you for that too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that because it has been a long time coming for us to be in these two seats right yeah. now. Yeah. All right. So I do, before we get to our last segment, there is one free advice. I always ask for people who come on board. I feel like nowadays, let's be in uh, the consultation industry. You pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for just advice. And then some people are like, okay, well, I need to follow up because I really don't know what that means. So what is, one free advice that you could tell the people that's listening or watching that they can start today or tomorrow. Something that immediately they can take in and understand and apply it. I would say probably something that um, you you actually were taught already. So you need to go to your third grade teacher and apologize for not paying attention on how to take a note. 
okay? Take note of things that are happening. Like when you're talking with your friends and you're having to bring up your business idea, jot it down. You got phones, you can do a little note because what that helps, it does a lot of things. It helps keep you accountable, keep your friend accountable, and keep the project accountable, okay? And then being consistent, going back and checking on that, yeah. And even when you're getting advice um, from people, don't let people just tell you, okay, show me how does that work or give me examples or give me, hey, get, ask them for their notes from the meeting. You know, things like that. That's to be simple. They should have been taking notes. So I love mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's just so many nuggets today. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we always end every conversation with a motivational moment. It could be a script, a Bible verse. It could be a quote, anything of that nature. But today we're going to do a quote. And so today's quote is by Helen Keller. Be happy with what you have while working for what you want. And so I'll share my thoughts on it and you can share yours and it'll be a wrap. All right. So I'm going to read it one more time. Be happy with what you have while working for what you want. For me, when I first read this, I thought about sacrifice. People do not understand that success does not happen overnight. So for me, I am learning currently that there is a lot of overnights. There's a lot of, well, not overnights, there's a lot of late nights. And there's sometimes where I see the sun coming up in the morning because I'm working, I'm researching, I am taking down notes because I'm watching YouTube, I'm trying to figure out how to use this next equipment that I want to invest in, I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the podcast community so when I do have this next meeting with my client, I can keep them updated of what's going on in the podcast industry. It's just so many things. And I'm okay, because at first I'm like, Dang, I'm working hard, but when I look at my bank, it's overdrawn. <laughs> and I had to talk to myself like, this is a confirmation. And as you mentioned earlier, I receive a lot of validation and confirmation that I am on the right page because God shows me that in different forms. So it just helps me to continue to go. And when I hear people have been watching me, oh, Brie, I seen when you first started off with this and now you're doing that. And I'm like, dang. Like, I never thought about it like that. I have came a long way. And so it's just going to take people a little longer to get to where you are, but it comes with sacrifice. Sometimes people do it overnight, and I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but I'm saying it's not everybody's story. So where you are right now, it is okay to just do a little bit of sacrificing. So when you do get to that certain level in life, you can turn around and be grateful for those times because now that's your testimony. I don't want to get too deep into it because I can really talk about that some more. But that's when I read that, be happy with what you have while working for what you want. I just thought about the sacrifice of it. What's your thoughts? I thought it was, but isn't it hard to be happy sometimes when you just when you want it so bad? And see, I didn't mention not. happy. <laughs> I done thrown my computer, I done thrown pens and sliced up some paperwork. So I don't agree with that all the time. Because sometimes like I like you mentioned earlier, people fake it till you make it because in front of you I can smile all day, but when I go back home, I know I really gotta hustle and bustle, figure out what my next steps are. Maybe I have to start over with my business plan because this didn't sit right and now God is showing me something else those aren't happy moments yeah it's yeah. just me what you think about that when it so comes to happy? so I think um <laughs> understanding what happy means happiness is to you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like my happy doesn't mean that other person's happy they're uh, they're happy maybe they're going to cash those checks right now you're happy that we, I'm, I'm alive right now I mean that should be across the board for everybody that we're all alive I agree. but what is for you is for you what is for them is for them 
Like you can't put like we're not on the same timeline. So I need to be thankful that, hey, guess what? Not that I'm comparing myself or, you know, being condescending towards other people. But there's someone that has it worse than you have. Like I like I was telling you earlier, you know, with my travels like abroad and stuff like those people never experienced or had the things that we have right now. They're happy. Mm -hmm. They're happy. They're, I mean, I've seen people on the iPhone 5 still. Mm-hmm. Y'all know they still have those out happy. Yeah, and humble. <laughs> I think people skip over that, too, with yeah. being humble. Yep. Because, and I have a cousin. I know she probably going to get mad at me. But um, I have a lovely cousin, and she battles with lupus. And for me to see everything that she went through when, you know, she would go through those times, me and her would have conversations, and she'd be like, Brie, what I went through and what you going through right now ain't nothing to it. And it's like a wake-up call. Like, people are going through worse things than what we are going through. So I always say you got to look at things as it being temporary. This is only like building blocks for us to just be to where we need to be. There's a tunnel and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And so I totally agree with that. It's just you – Sometimes I have to sit back and just figure out, okay, what's going on around me so you can get that humble pie, eat that humble pie, yeah. and get back to work. Because yeah. it's not the worst thing that you can yeah. go through. It's and just can a I, test. Can I expand on that, too? Mm-hmm. You, you, you said, um, you really hit on him. You said, it's not just a dark ten- tunnel. There's light at the end. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself not seeing that light, y'all reach out and get help. Mental, ment- yes. mental health I don't like to say mental illness, mental health, like just being healthy in the mind and, and, and our thoughts. We all struggle with something, some variation of it. Life is not easy. And um, you have to, again, develop coping skills to maneuver through this life. And if you if your coping skills are weak, some people are just stronger than others. Please reach out. Uh, the, the best thing you can do is just, hey, let someone know, that, hey, I'm not quite seeing my life. Yes. So don't 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 That's suffer important. in silence. That's important. It's always going back to your community. And if you don't have a community, reach out to a therapist. Go to church, talk to a pastor, whatever you need to do to help cope. Because sometimes people cope, they go to drugs, some people go to alcohol, and that's not always the ending of your life story. So thank you for bringing up mental health, because I feel like that is important that a lot of people don't talk about. I feel like they want to wait until October mental health awareness (laughs) to happen for them to talk about it. But thank you for bringing that up, because that's something that's crucial. Because if we're not good, our business is not going to be good, our family members are not going to be good, friends are not going to be good, nothing around us is going to move forward because we're not well. So thank you for bringing that up. Well, that's it. Did you have any last thoughts? Anything you feel like I forgot? No worries, you guys. Just make sure you guys follow um, Hooked on Entertainment. That's Hook, H-O-O-K, underscore, E-N-T, underscore, I-N-C, on Instagram and Facebook. You guys got a lot of things coming out. Please be a part of it. All right. Well, if you're listening to this morning, noon, evening, or night, Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What's Good Podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Deuces. <laughs> hey, guys. For more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account, b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at What's Good Podcast. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see. And I can also respond back to you guys. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates. Thank you. Have a good one.